0: It's time for Stars on Sports. A podcast radio show dedicated to sharing stories about our athletic program at Lansing Community College. LCC Athletics has a strong tradition. 23 national championship wins. Over
1: 170 All-Americans. 19 MCCAA All-Sports Trophies. Stars on Sports will introduce you to individuals that have contributed to our program's success and give you the backstory on what it takes to develop it. We'll also dive into and break down the topics and issues facing
0: athletic departments across the nation and right here at LCC. This is Stars, Stars on, on Sports.
1: sports. Hello and welcome to another episode of Stars on Sports. I am joined by our assistant AD baseball coach, Stephen Cutter. And today, Stephen, we'll be talking about lovable losers, which is kind of ironic because of where we're at in our academic year. And even listening to our intro, we're going to have to change that Mm -hmm. because we have just earned our 24th national championship. So Um, I don't know why that topic has been a hot topic in our office over the last week, but it seems like we've been talking about lovable losers. Well, that too, both. But it's the postseason, but for us, lovable losers isn't what our fall has been like. But it does seem to be a topic in our athletic office, and we'll go into further. But as I mentioned, we're coming off our, our men's team just winning the national championship team. Um, our women's team is headed to Iowa for their first ever national volleyball appearance. Yep. Our volleyball team, yes. And, you know, our, our softball and baseball teams have had a great fall competing at a high level against other strong two- and four-year institutions. So... It's the exact opposite of our office, lovable losing, but for some reason...
0: Everybody loves a good underdog story, right? That's I, right. I, I and think that's where it comes from.
1: Partly, yeah. and and we haven't been the underdog. We, you know, we might be the underdog in going into some of the postseason play, but we mm. usually have a target. On our back, um, listening to our intro, the number of national championship, the number of of all sports trophies, the success we've just talked about, even this fall, and um, there's even we feel you know they're the bias towards winners. People don't root for them or even nope. against them. That there is this natural societal thing rooting for underdogs or lovable losers. Dude, and there's
0: definitely a cost to winning, and winning is a
1: choice. It is. And a difficult choice mm-hmm. for most. That's why it is, you know, tough to, to achieve or consistently achieve. But, you know, you, when you look at movies, which will be a whole nother podcast of ours, or even other sports teams in the pro level, the, mm-hmm. the team that people like are ones that have had a history of losing and even I'm is, guilty of it.
0: How about the Detroit Lions having fan bases in in Los Angeles and mm-hmm. all these other places, right? Yeah, I mean, perfect. That, huge crowds, and yep. it's because they haven't been good for a long time.
1: Yep. And the Lions, the the you know, when I I looked this up in preparing, the Chicago Cubs are one that are considered to be a lovable yeah. oh, loser. Uh, when you look at TV, Charlie Brown, and you know, and even the Charlie Brown example, it's the nice. field goal. It's a sport example yeah. where they pull the ball oh. away from. When Lucy does, and he and he misses the kick. Even me, if if I don't have a team involved, like watching postseason MLB baseball, I root for the team that hasn't won the most. Think recent. about
0: like the NCAA men's basketball tournament and how much people love the the five twelve seed matchups mm-hmm. and and the upsets and what do they call them Cinderella? Cinderella,
1: yeah, yeah, and how. Big it is for those institutions that go on that kind of run. Uh, Loyola, Chicago a couple years ago. Florida Atlantic, who I just saw yesterday, is now ranked this year. They made a Cinderella run to the Final Four last year, and and it's ranked – um, this year I had a student athlete reach out to me recently and asked what kind of impact that that have on a college when you have that kind yeah. of run. And And there's a lot of data out there that's significant increased applications for enrollment, significant increase in merchandise selling. We see it here. You yes, we do. Say. And that's what she was asking about, um, and, and the increased media coverage. So it, that underdog story or even that story where you do make a long run is very positive for you for your institution. You know, last spring when both our baseball and softball team made the College World Series, the the media jumped on it and was covering both every day. Last week, our volleyball and cross country teams were getting articles, which had been tougher to do with mm-hmm. fall in this area in high school and Michigan state coverage. So, um, it does, success really does help and help with the media coverage and, and help with recruiting as we've talked about before, but it, it still intrigues me why our society then so much rallied behind that, that underdog, that Cinderella, that, that loser. Is it back to your point earlier about being jealous or they're comfortable being average I don't, I don't know that there's enough studies to really understand
0: why America pulls for the underdog all the time. But in the same way, it's, it's, it's not it's interesting to look at the really successful organizations and doesn't really matter what sport it is. But you look at them and there's they're, they're very much disliked. And, you know, you can we were talking about college basketball earlier and you think about like a program like Duke or somebody like that and how many people just despise a program like yep. that. And the same thing happens in baseball with mm-hmm. uh, somebody like the New York Yankees, mm-hmm. and it continues in football with programs like the New England Patriots when they had their long run. You know how many people didn't like the Patriots, and it happens in football, in college football, with Alabama, mm-hmm. and it just it just keeps it, going. You're right, you know? I and didn't even so, think of that, but so much is.
1: success, mm-hmm. and then
0: that people just don't like.
1: It's, it's too much too much success. yeah you're right those are perfect examples of of society hating team that have been successful on a consistent basis and how you know those, those teams that are successful will call them america's team but the rest of america is rooting against them those
0: cowboys Yeah, cowboys
1: yesterday. that because they were successful mm-hmm. they won championships right. so and, you know, that's our goal at LCC, to, to win championships in the classroom and on the on the playing field. And as you and I have talked, I try and, like... Jeff Gordon. Jeff Gordon, NASCAR. <laughs> Dale Earnhardt, no. Uh, interesting. Yeah, every sport has one. And it's usually that one that has consistently won and how much other people rally against them and even the media plays into that. Well, whether their own media supports them or the rest of the media Mm -hmm. tries to gang up on them and bring them down. Yeah. I mean, you see, you know, allegations or, you know, just excuses or other things that why they do. And 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 even on the the other side (laughs) of, um, of that of of losing why why are they losing? Why do we like losers? are they are they doing what they should to be successful, and if not, why are we rooting for them? You know that bad luck is it again reading why some people have. Uh, difficult. And I've been in districts where they've struggled mm-hmm. to succeed and, and some of its impulse of decision or, or using the get rich quick okay. model and, and not, you know, trying to sustain something over time because you're desperate. You you've lost a lot. You try and change things quickly. And we both know a you know, culture takes time or mm-hmm. yeah. to, to build. You know Always that cliche of Rome wasn't built in a day you know stacking Mm -hmm. bricks is a one of your Mm -hmm. you know things that you like to do so it's interesting that people like lovable losers yet are they doing the things they need to do to be successful and we get mad at those teams that are and I think you know we're in a similar boat too even you know you even wonder if it impacts postseason awards or such that you know people want to see different teams represented or see you know other people get recognition and notice and i agree with that but you know we are competing for championships and you know usually you know just like another coach the 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 cream rises to the top and you know when you bring up march madness it's a one game event it could be the team with the best momentum or the team with the best matchup and in postseason, in some pro sports, where they do a series, I believe that those you know the the best the team, team usually yeah. does win those. So, um, have you experienced any of that, even you know here at LCC or with um, losing or winning, with just like a target on the your buys, back, how yeah. how how that is treated differently than or even you know those programs that you've identified. You know, talking to some of our coaches, when you see a program that is struggling, you, you try and learn what they're doing so you don't repeat it or or what not to do. I mean, I've had a couple of coaches here. We don't want to do that or we want to be successful. And, then, and it starts where, you know, have a good support of our college. You know, you brought up Michigan football right now going through some of the allegations they're going through. And it's almost helped them in one sense that it seems to have aligned their college where they're their whole administration is on the same page where it wasn't heading into this season so i think that talks a little bit about culture that some of these teams is because some of this can break that if they're, you're not on the same page then it'll probably tear it apart and you'll you'll go down the avenue of a, of, yeah. of failing where if you have a culture of unity in that it'll it'll help you be stronger and probably even be more successful you have to be because one of the my favorite things that educational athletic athletic teaches us how to handle adversity and handle it in a controlled setting because you're gonna have adversity in all facets of your life so why not practice it during a game and learn how to handle that So the good teams learn how to handle adversity and fight through it. And, you know, we've talked about consistency before, perseverance, you know, resilient was my one word twelve ten mm-hmm. 10 months ago. It's right. crazy. You know, as we talk about this podcast, you have to come up with a new word for the new new year. Not that I go by words, but. What's your experience with having a target on I mean, you? You know, you coach a, a top five program, and do you see differently? We've talked about how other teams act, even you know, like when we do get beat, it's like a, they won a national championship, and yeah. and and sportsmanship managing can be a little tough. So, you know, in our kids, you know, have to l- learn that like act like they've been there before, and hopefully they have so to some degree we still want them
0: to experience the joy because that the winning or the success just doesn't come very easily so when they do have success you they're going to celebrate that piece of it whether it's in a moment or whatever it is but you know i think to put it simply from my perspective or our team's perspective and really it probably comes down to all those things that you just talked about. But we as a coaching staff have been treated immensely different after year one. So we're, we're in the year three now. Um, we've been treated completely different than we were initially when we started coaching here. So that I think that really sums it up. So when you ask our experiences, it's not something that uh, bothers us. It's more or less just fuel for, you know, continuing on and part of part of that whatever process you talk about, whether it's lovable losers or winning or, you know, however you want to label it. It's just, it's part of the process, so.
1: Yeah, and and interesting because our environment is a competitive nature, so it would seem like everyone wants to win, which everyone, I think, does want to win. It's more, do they want to prepare to win or have the will to win? So it doesn't surprise me. I've been in this business a long time where there's certain teams out there, and I'm not at any level, all levels that are like treated differently because they might not have the resource. There could be a number of reasons why a team is not successful, right. um, and uh, we've seen a lot of good coaches have bad records because of s- certain things. Over time, you could see. You're right. You would disagree with yeah. that that Quite statement, good. but you know what I'm saying. A, a good coach could have a bad season, um, but you know, like the one of the things like John Wood and one of the I would consider one of the Most successful or best coaches um, Mm -hmm. in history, you know, they talk about how he taught kids how to tie a shoe in the first day of practice, but he didn't win his first national championship until middle of his career. And then he went on a a nice run. So was he a bad coach for the first 10 or 11 years or did it just take time to build it or was it? you know, luck or other things, I don't know. But what I'm saying is, back to the teams, we talk about these dynasties that win pretty regularly, you know, even the New England Patriots, they haven't won it every year the last 23 years. They've won six, seven, or eight of them. So other ways to measure success. But, you know, th- those other teams gunning for you are, are, you know, could be mad, could be jealous, could be... um, a lot of factors, and and the good ones work hard or emulate you. I mean, that's what I look at. If I see a good team, I'm going to go in there and try and see what they're doing that maybe yeah. I can I can learn from. And I know you have that same yeah. philosophy. But the winning piece is tough because it's once you
0: see a organization start winning, then you just what you said. You've got people that are chasing after you to or that organization trying to catch up. And then you also have the piece that plays in, that we kind of talk about in our program quite a bit, which is complacency. So you know, if, if, if you're handed $1,000 every day, pretty soon you get pretty complacent with your money just because you know it's coming in. If you're winning, you get pretty complacent with, with the winning piece and you just expect to win and your processes start failing because complacency has sunk in. And that's what you see in sports more often than not. You see really good teams show up to a field. They might be the best team, the biggest team, the fastest team, mm-hmm. what, the tallest, whatever sport it is. And you see this at the high school and college level you know quite a bit and then they're playing maybe what would be considered an inferior opponent and they get whipped that day just because they don't show up yep you know and you you see that happen all the time and that's Mm -hmm. what complacency is you just expect to be able to roll the balls out Mm -hmm. and win or you know whatever it's gonna be and that's why winning is so tough because um you you can't let that sink in and the teams that can do it consistently those are the ones that are special because yep. they're beating the curve.
1: You're reading my notes over here no. that's exactly what no. I have about the joy in a dynasty and why we hate dynasties mm-hmm. because they've found a way to not have those hiccups or those right. those games and you might have it throughout the season in a Chicago uh, Bulls middle maybe. of the season game but but I think that's why we get mad at them because they have found a way to yeah. not have yeah. that that's let down and code. they and they yeah. continue to because back to your thousand dollar example is the desire I mean like Tom Brady used to say, what's your favorite championship? The next one, if that desire of looking forward. And, and you to be normal, complacent, or your mind mm-hmm. gets complacent or yeah. or your team can get complacent. That That's why I think another factor where we get mad at these times is because they they've figured out a way not to, their culture. And, and it's hard to enjoy. You've experienced and have talked about that the pressure sometimes is a lot when you have to win continuously. That it's almost relief instead of oh, joy. Yeah. But... Yeah. I think the good teams that do win that and have that dynasty find a way to celebrate that moment and have that joy because that's a huge part of success is being able to experience that happiness that with a team or an individual, you you still have a network of people that have helped you be successful to share it with and to um, recognize. So. I think that is true in a, in a dynasty that it's that consistency that makes people mad because that is not easy. That's why they're they're very rare in our society, but um, we've talked about, you know, how pro, certain programs are known for certain sports even because that sport has found the way to develop it fortunately. Fortunately here at LCC, all our sports are pretty competitive and successful. And that's what excites me the most and you know why we emphasize the all sports trophy. And, you know, taking that to a national level would be a goal of ours, but to many, they don't want to do the work and they want to sit back mm-hmm. and, and criticize those that are doing it because they know they're going to have to go out there and compete against them. And yep. that's not fun. That's yeah. not fair. And it's not even good for either team if it's an uneven matchup, but back to our original premise, it still shocks me that society still love that lovable loser over that dynasty. Yeah, it's, it's a larger percentage that
0: loves the lovable losers, but there's still a large percentage that appreciates the excellence and, you know, that consistency, we kind of say, is a superpower. And yeah. when when you can have that consistency, that's where you start seeing it.
1: Go ahead, Journey. So I was going to comment because you guys are
0: talking about the lovable loser. Um, I thought about Kobe Bryant in the Olympics and how they talked about how all the guys went out to party. Mm-hmm. And then when they came back from partying, Kobe Bryant had his gym bag going into the gym. And they're like, what are you doing? He said, this is my regular workout. I get up at four in the morning and work out and he had that winning mentality and that's yeah. what it looks like yeah mm-hmm. and, and some people and were jealous of it or didn't want the, to have it and he had the majority. it majority it's the, uh, the minority that are actually doing it and
1: i wasn't a big kobe fan when he was in because i wasn't a lakers fan but the more i study and learn about him in my position i admire his yes, desire his workout his willingness to learn and try and i mean he talked to a lot of players on the court asking them what they did to be better and then he would go back and emulate it so He's a perfect example of a person that was at the top for a long time that the people that liked him loved him and the the a lot of people that were you know didn't <laughs> yes. want to work as hard as he did like what's he doing that for and you bring up a good point that ties into that that the dynasties do get their share of bandwagon fan that there are a lot of people that want to be associated with a winner which is different than working toward being a winner but you mentioned percentages that the majority like the lovable loser but the teams we, we mentioned also have more fans than just their, the Dallas Cowboys, the Dallas yeah. area, the New England Patriot, the Boston area, because fans across the country with them went and want to jump on that bandwagon, wear their clothes. You know, say I'm a, a fan of those and you see it at all levels, even high school or the college level of even you mentioned duke or they have more fans than they just went to duke because of of the success they have and people wanting to be a part of it yeah. so it so it fits right in, right into to our sport that it's like the opposite paradigm where it's a small world yet at the big world where there's are lovable losers but people love a dynasty so that seems to be Exactly what you know the sports world asks, and this this topic of lovable losers is is no different than that.
0: Yeah, I think there's. I was reading about a couple studies of with social media because social media is such a large impact on Mm -hmm. our student athletes. It's it's enormous, and you've got to kind of understand how to balance it and how to teach you know the kind of the dos and don'ts of it, and and with. Social media, if you look, it it tends to lean a little more towards the underdog or the lovable loser story than it does to the winning story. And and they brought out many, many points of social media and how it, it lays that way and and how the responses, whether depending on what platform it is, whether you call it likes or, or whatever it might be, they get a lot more percentages of those likes if it's the lovable loser story mm-hmm. that's coming out mm-hmm. versus a um, somebody that's winning and w- whatever it might be mm-hmm. and uh, that's a trend that's pretty interesting to see.
1: It will well. be interesting especially special as we you don't see how much social media influences societal decisions nowadays as we even talk about sports how social media is influencing mm-hmm. decisions and it's not just sports again when I was looking up lovable losers they talked about romantic comedies how they want the underdog guy to get the the girl at the end you know how society roots for those and likes following Mm -hmm. you know romantic comedies And, and but the opposite is true even with like the marvels, how they they want the powerful hero to win too. Okay. So, you see both, and and we see both in our world. And you know we're running out of time, so I'd just like to conclude and be thankful here at LCC that due to a lot of support and a lot of hard work by our coaches and to an athlete that we have had our share of success. And again, would like to congratulate our men's cross country team yes. on winning. The national championship this fall and all our teams. but even another shout out for our volleyball team for winning their the district and the league and going into the to the national championship tournament for you know i think they'll have a, a nice showing first, there. first time in, first school, time history. in school history yep. so thankfully we haven't mm-hmm. had a lovable losing fall yep. we've had a yep. a great fall and we'll continue that into the the winter and the spring and so until next time go stars Stars on Sports is recorded live at the WLNZ studios. Engineering and production assistance are provided by Dydalian Lowry You can listen to this episode and other episodes of Stars on Sports on demand at lccconnect.org. To find more information about our athletic program, visit lccstars.com. Thanks for listening. Go, Go Stars! stars. Yeah.